Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Welcome, happy holidays, happy new year from beautiful Piobico, Italy. My name is Jason. Ciao, and I'm Ashley. Buon anno nuovo. Happy new year. And today we come to you on the first day of 2013, still alive. The Mayans didn't get it right. We're still here. Uh, from our little farmhouse and beautiful piece of paradise in the middle of central Italy, Le Marche Piobico. Yes, so our inconsistent podcast is back, and we thought we would chat a little bit about life in small town Italy. Yep, the holidays have come and gone, thank God. Uh, they, they came without a lot of stress, not too much stress, yeah? Yeah. Not too bad at all. So let's start off by talking about um, small town happenings. What goes on in tiny little Piobico, 2,000 people during the holidays? It's off the hook. (laughs) Um, Most little towns will have some sort of little Christmas market that they set up for homemade goods and, um, you know, flowers and things like that, which they did too. Um, And, of course, there's always the Prosepe Vivante, the living nativity scene, which, sadly, again, poor Piobacese have such terrible luck with rain on events, and sure enough, it rained. Did it rain? (laughs) It poured. Like, they all were set up, dressed up, and then... Just the heavens opened up. We we were we went up north for to spend the holidays with some friends this year, so we did sadly miss it. But I guess we didn't miss much at all then. No, it was really sad. The other thing that happens um, in the holiday times in small towns is tombola, which is bingo. And I went the other night to bingo, and I freaking won twice. I couldn't believe it. They play like a. Four games before the full-on bingo, so it's like two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, and then Well, well, hold on, hold on, you're going a little fast. Yeah, because I can't, I don't know. How does bingo, how is bingo different from tombola? Well, that's why I went fast. I don't know. It doesn't say B-I-N-G-O. No, it doesn't say B-I-N-G-O at the top. It's still just pulling out numbers. And it's one through 99. 90. One through 90. Uh Uh-huh. And um, they still pull out numbers, but in, in the same sense as bingo, they play blackout, they play diagonal, they play no, the they box. Don't. They don't they just play blackout. They play blackout, which is tumbula, but they don't have diagonal in the box. Yes, if you get the first line. That's what I was trying to say. One, two, three, or four in a line. It's called Omba, Trentina. Like, it's got these different silly names for it, but it's that's why I... I can't explain the difference. Oh, well, listen, she's not the best color commentator in the business for nothing, folks, right there. I don't need to know how to play, I just need to know how to win, and I did. And (laughs) I won a five-euro scratcher, and won five-euro on the scratcher. I was feeling pretty hot. And then won the tombola of a, uh, like a, basically like an iPad. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like a knockoff iPad. Yeah, pretty freaking good. So they all thought I was excited. <laughs> all the old, all the older people thought Ashley was a ringer. Yeah, they were like, "Oh no!" Uh, I was getting hot and sweaty. I, I, I was one number away, and I was just like, "I feel it! I feel it!" Twenty nine, twenty nine, twenty nine. And when they called Ventinova, I, I shot up, and I had to then play against a little girl. In uh, they put her names in a hat to see who would, you know, only one winner, and whoever didn't win got a salami. Oh, which by the way. Yes, I won a tablet, but most of the upcoming prizes are 
bottles of wine, salamis, sausages, and full prosciuttos. It's hysterical to see a 13-year-old girl win a wine and cheese basket. (laughs) 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 Did the hand right to her. But, uh... It was fun. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Is it's one of the best. It's one of the, my most favorite things of the small towns is playing bingo or yeah. tombola. Well, and growing up, going to Catholic school, that was always a big thing. Like bingo night every Tuesday, Saint Alphonsus. Uh, well, but it's not here in Piobico. It's not put on by the church. It's put on by the Pro Loco, which true. is like the um, little group that little, is in charge of supporting the the, the village yeah, um, not, promotion of the village. Yeah. So not exactly tourism. But no, not tourism. Promoting the localita, yes. I would say. <laughs> uh, some other great things about the holidays in small town Italy is uh, the differences in the crowds. Here in small town Italy, you don't have the shops to buy gifts that have all the crowds. Yeah, no mega malls. Yeah, we don't have a mega mall out here. So it's not that. It's the grocery stores and the... Um, and the fish store, fish shop, and the butcher that gets absolutely nuts around the holidays because here it seems like the eating part is almost as probably more important than the gift giving. And uh, the few days Tuesday before Christmas uh, was insane. I, I avoided it like the plague. You will get. I mean, everyone's going, to, especially to buy fish, and then for your um, for the for the. Christmas Day dinner, and it's crazy. But Stay also, away. Th- there's a lot of shopping that has to be done because of then the day after Christmas is a holiday. Yes. So there's a lot of days in between that the clo- stores are closed. So you've got to get all your shopping done. Yeah, three solid days the stores are closed. Also... But what uh, happens at the stores? Like, what how, do you mean? like the ladies. There's a lot of pushing and shoving. <laughs> there's, not a, there's a lot of elbowing. There's a lot of, I was next, no, I was next. Um... Traditionally, what I do is go first thing in the morning. So I know that Christmas Eve, uh, the grocery store, the butcher is going to open at seven thirty. I'm there at seven thirty, and you just get it done. Because if you wait till ten thirty or so, you'll be there forever. And it's all go- it, it can be gone. It can be gone. I mean, this it, is small yeah. town. It's not like uh, never ending supply in the back. When it's gone, it's gone. Uh, another funny thing that happened was our washing. We had a snowstorm uh, a couple weeks before. Um, Christmas and the washing machine, which we keep outside, froze. And then when it defrosted, it wasn't working. So I, it's brand new. We bought it last year, and or actually the beginning of 2012. And we call up the uh, number, and they say, no problem. The technico, the technician can be there on Friday. Uh, okay, fine. Friday it is. It's Friday. Actually, the technician showed up right where he was supp- when he was supposed to. I would like to put a shout-out to Graziano of Fano. Thank you very much. However, when he arrived... He, what they do is they plug this little contraption into the back of the washing machine that reads the, the, uh, elect, the, the motherboard or the card so they know what's going on because it's all computerized. Well, what, then he has this little handheld tablet thing that uses a cell signal to transmit that information back to his home base or whatever. Anyway, since we live so far out in the countryside, there wasn't the cell signal that he needed. We have Tim, Telecon Italia Mobile, but he was on Vodafone, which is another like Sprint and AT&T. Which doesn't work here. Which does not work here. So Except he, in one small spot on the top of the driveway. <laughs> oh, it does? Vodafone works up there? Only by the electric box up oh, there. Oh, I should have told him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he looks at me and goes, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. We'll see you after the holidays. And when he says after the holidays, that doesn't mean after Christmas. That means... No, no, that'd be too easy. That <laughs> means after Epiphany, which is the 6th of January. So here in Italy, basically from... 
Christmas through the 6th of January, lots of stuff's kind of not really opened. So I, my mouth hung open and I said, you got to be kidding me. He says, no, I have to, I have to go back to my shop. I have to just order you the whole new card. It will not be here until after Christmas. And then I'm going on holiday. I will see you on the 6th of January. So needless to say, the sweats I am wearing now could walk themselves to <laughs> the, to the laundry. You've taken recycling to a new level. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with flipping the boxers inside out? You're gross. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Well, when we really have no... And then, to top it all off, who needs a washing machine when you have no water? We got back from our little trip, and um, all of our problems here at the house are water-related. Whether it's heating water, bringing water to the house, getting rid of water, it's all about water. So it's been about a year since we had a water problem, so it was par for the course. And um, Totally. Our wonderful electrician, Massimiliano, I tried to mess with it, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong, but uh, Massimiliano from Piobico, our good friend, he came out and fixed it, and... Didn't even charge us to fix it. I remember the first time he came to look at the pump, and that was on Easter years ago. And he was not the one who restored the house, like, 15, you know, 20 years ago now. And he was just like, what is this? What a disaster down here. Whoever did this to begin with? Like, the lines are all over the he place. Opened up, he opened up the little box that for all the electronics for the... For the uh, pump, and it's like it looked like someone just took a bunch of string and made it into a ball <laughs> and crammed it into that box, and that was what the wires were like. And both of us looked at each other like, "You got, you got to be kidding me!" I'm, I'm surprised this hasn't exploded yet. I know, I know, he's so good. But kudos to Massimiliano. We have water again. Thank you. What else about being in a small town? Well, I would have to say that I <laughs> when we were in Norciak a few weeks ago, which is a small town as well, I bring this up because it's obvious when you're a stranger in a small town. Everyone knows each other. So I went into the pharmacy to get some eye drops, and I'm waiting in line behind two other women, and it was hysterical because the uh, this little old lady looks over at me, and she goes, ooh, my, how you have grown, and I does she think she knows me or I because I was standing a full on I don't know how much taller would I be from someone like a little you were two heads taller than oh oh, huge compared to these people and (laughs) then she kept kind of chatting around and you know people in the pharmacy like to discuss what are you filling your prescription for (laughs) what kind of ailments do you have so that's They they pull yeah, yeah, they're pulling. They're pulling to see how much time is the line going to take, and all of this. It's hysterical. So she's chatting everyone up, and then this little old lady just all of a sudden turns on her heels and is like, "All right, ciao." So really, she wasn't there to fill anything, but just chit chat with everyone in line. And she says, "Well, I'm going to go. There's nothing else to do today but get drunk," and which was funny to hear some like 70, 80 year old ladies say. And then she looks back at me and she goes, "Yeah." She's the leader bottle, and I'm the little I'm the little glass because of how tall, like the size difference between us. And it was just so funny to have this woman really uh, commenting and interacting with such a complete stranger. And I don't know, it, it kind of made my day because I thought it was so funny that she would just start yakking it up like that. But I don't know, the pharmacy. There's always something funny in the pharmacy to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. In like these small towns.
towns, if we're talking about small town stuff, everyone's just, yeah, like, chatting up. Who, where else does someone in line ask who's standing behind you, oh, what are you, what are you getting filled today? What's going on with you? What's wrong with your, what's wrong with your arm or whatever? Well, um, speaking small town, well, we like to share our successes and our failures with you guys. And, um, this is a little, this is a little failure that we've had. And, um, we had some, uh, people from our town that we were friendly with the first few years and then within the last year or so we just haven't nothing really happened it's just that well i guess now that we found out something did happen but we just didn't really know it was just one of those things where you just don't you know it's during the season you don't talk as much you see them in town you wave hi but they become oddly cool with us and this is something that's very cultural that being americans where they their daughter was um having her um Communion. Was I it her communion? Or reconciliation. She was well, having something a, with the church in the church. And one of the sacraments. One to the sacraments, <laughs> yes. And we were invited and we couldn't attend because it was during the season and we had cooking classes and dinners and all that going on. So um, we, you know, we told them, oh, thank you so much, but we can't go. Well, Ever since that time, these this family's been oddly cool, and we were speaking with it from with a couple of other Italian friends of ours, and they said, "Yes, you guys made a mistake. If you can't attend the, we told them that. Well, we couldn't. We had work here in Italy. Work is not an excuse for not attending a event of this nature. Uh, in America, if you have work, I'm sorry, I got to work, and that's case closed. Work comes first, and." That's it. You can't get out. You can't. You have to go. Here in Italy, that is that's. They're gonna call bullshit on that. I know <laughs> it feels weird too. Like like as if we were choosing work over that, but it's like that's our livelihood also. And and I didn't realize the importance. I guess of like of us showing up. Yes. <laughs> um, so what we were told is. In the future, if something like that happens, you go a day or two before to the house and you bring the gift and you sit and have coffee and spend time and that's in lieu of being at the party. Being at the party. So they're, they, they'd understand if you can't attend, but you must make the effort before the event, not after, to drop by and say hi and pay your respects, I guess you would and call it. And it's something I had not even thought of. Now, maybe if we were brought up in the South and had real good manners. <laughs> but we don't. We're, we're, we're city slickers. We're heathens from the coast. Yep. <laughs> we show up late and, and don't RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we learned a very valuable lesson. So if you were ever in Italy and invited to um, a... a big event like that and cannot come, now you know what to do. You politely decline and you show up a couple of days before or a day before with a gift and pay your, and mm-hmm. kiss the ring. And kiss the ring. It's true. It was something that didn't even dawn on me. And then when I heard that explanation, it made, it made sense. sense. And it made sense as why that would leave a, a, an, an acidic taste in someone's mouth, or, you know what I mean, a bad taste in someone's mouth, going, oh, they didn't even have the decency to come by. And I just thought, it's a 12, 13-year-old girl. She doesn't care if we're really at her, you know, No, it's the Bella Figura. It's the Bella Figura. Figura, And we didn't have it. Nope, not this time. So what do we do now? Do we go and... Two years later and... A year? No, it's been a year. Okay. She marries... She's 14. Sure. So do we go now... After all this time and say, you know, I think we made a mistake, It's or do we just... Start over? Start over? I don't know. I sent him a Christmas card. and uh, Yeah, I think that that's not going to... That's not going <laughs> to... 
That is not going to fly. Also, we never went over to their... I never went over to their new house. That's another thing in Italy. If someone moves oh, into a new yeah, house... Yeah, I did a couple times in you You're did. supposed to go over and, like, um, have them show you around. Even though we know where... Like, they moved half a mile, maybe? Well, that doesn't matter. But you don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about their new house. I really do care less. It makes me think of Larry David and Curb Your you want, oh, Would you like the house tour? <laughs> Nah, I'm good. You know, what do you got? You got rooms, bedrooms, closets, bathrooms. I get it. I get it. It's really <laughs> So I think that's two strikes. And uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure that's why we are getting the cold shoulder. <gasps> Ouch. So there you go. We Sometimes we win. Some, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Uh-huh. But, um... So it is. It's the trials and tribulations of small town Italy. It can be beautiful when you drive through town and you wave at everyone you know. And you don't even need to know... I don't even need... I don't have a clue what the numbers are in my bank account. We never... I never bring ID (laughs) into the bank. I used to know my... All... My credit card numbers by heart. My, um... Bank account number by heart in New York, which is actually dangerous. Because you could go online shopping, like, so freaking easy, because you're like, oh, do-do-do-do-do, expiration date so-and-so. Here, I don't have a clue. I just walk in, and I'm like, hello, can I please have some money? <laughs> I'm like, sure, here you go. So that is so, so nice to have just this recognition and uh, welcoming. But it's the but little it's, things but it that, that sometimes that, some- that we don't know, and we don't. E- it's our ignorance that's getting us in trouble. So we're jerks. I know. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be a jerk either, but, you know, ask my brother if I'm a jerk. He'll say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is going well, on? Well, speaking of the holidays, you did, you made a dish the other day, which is typical for the holidays, but honestly, I thought it was pretty freaking gross. Oh, eel. Yes. Anguilla. So, um, I went into the fish store the other day, and they had a bucket of eels swimming around in this bucket, and, um... I love, when you go to sushi, I love eel. And that's fried. Is it fried? I thought it's baked. Whatever. Oh, anyway. Um, Maybe baked. Um, and it was, I mean, the eel was like slapping around in the bucket. So I'm like, one eel, please. And what she does is they peel it right in front of you right there. And so it can't get any fresher than that. And I brought it home and cooked it. Can we take one side step? Yes. It was... <laughs> This was not your first time cooking eel. No, I thought the last time I made it was much better. You did. You made it before. But the ease of having the woman kill it and clean oh, it. Oh, cleaning it is terrible. I and mean, so is killing it. Can I don't want to... Can we just tell this story really quick? So, eels, for some reason, you can cut their heads off, you can skin them, they will continue to flop around for, for a while. Well, wait, you have to... I'll back it up. So, like, two or three years ago... Fushiani um, says, "Ah, oh, I've got some eel. Someone had left eel for him as a gift, put it in a box in his meat and cheese truck, which anyone who's come out to visit uh, knows the kind of meat and cheese trucks that visit the traveling markets and stuff. So they left it in there. They thought, oh, easy, done. Put it in the box, left it there. He'll come and get it in the morning. They're going to be fine. Well, he gets <laughs> to his truck. There's a box. But it's empty, and the eels are all over. In everywhere. There was like four of them, or five, because remember, he had a few. And they were everywhere in his truck. So the idea of grabbing these, and they are... They're good size. They're good size, and because of their wiggle, they're not easy to hold on to. And I just think, oh my god, oh my god, how gross, how hysterical to imagine trying to collect five eel that are lost in a meat and cheese 
uh, you know, truck. So he wanted nothing to do with them after that. He was like, just collecting them was enough. Why don't I give them to Jason? <laughs> so I tried to peel them, and it's very hard. You've got to, like, cut a slit and then take pliers and peel the skin back, and it's really hard. But it's a beautiful dish for, like... Which we it's, had served for New Year's Eve that year. It's the eels are really expensive and they're they're good. But this one that we got, I don't know what the deal with it was. If you've ever had catfish, that's not great catfish. It has that muddy taste and this like like rubbery texture to it. And that was a little bit of how this has. Well, because they are on the bottom. They're bottom feeders, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. The ones Fushiani, Fushiani gave us a few years ago were good. This one, eh, not so much. No, I didn't like it at all. All I did is dredge it in flour, sear it on all sides, throw it, uh, throw some um, white wine, tomatoes, capers, olives, uh, some garlic, and just let it cook. And it was gross. Um, <laughs> Gaji said that they grill it. Um, which, since it's so fatty, eel's kind of really fatty, I think grilling would be really nice, too. Or, um, doing spit-roasted eel. I, I think I'll try that next time. But, in the pan, in the pan, hmm, not so much. No, thank you. Thanks, anyway. I'll try something else next time. (laughs) But, uh, today's the New Year's, and I'm working on making some lights for, uh, video. We're gonna start shooting videos. Making little videos. Watch the blog. So, um, hopefully I won't electrocute myself or burn down the house. We're gonna start doing some kind of, both some recipes, but also, like, some how-tos in the kitchen. Some simple fundamentals and tips and... Just little short videos, two minutes, four minute videos on how to do simple things. or things that we find interesting and throw them up there and see what we got. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my project for the next couple of days. I'm almost done with that. How's the bread? Bread is coming well. Actually, I'm five minutes behind on, on turning it. My bread's getting better. Um, I'm controlling the starter much better. I'm controlling temperature, and it's it's getting a better oven spring. It's not to where I want it, but every time I bake it, it gets a little bit better, and, and I'm taking notes on everything, and hopefully um, this I'm on bake number seven or eight. I took a week or two off. I just... I was making bread every day, and then it was like a... So, um, well, and then we were gone. Yeah, we were gone for a few days. So getting back to it, I'm making it again today, and hopefully I can master the country loaf and move on to something else. And you were saying you might make me some pizza with it to try. Remember? Oh well, I'll just I just won't make I just won't make two loaves of dough or bread. I'll just I just want to see what it tastes like as pizza dough. All right, there you go. I know it sounds good. Uh, coming up this month, we're going to make our sausages and salami. J- January is always the month where we do that because the air is nice and cold, and we open up the windows in one of the apartments and hang them all up and let them dry up there. So. Um, I talked to the Godster this morning, who sounded rough after last <laughs> night. Let me tell you, his I called him late. I mean, Gaji's a wake up. Our neighbor, or our, our adopted Papa Gaji, is a up at five thirty in the morning and then telling you everything that he's done before, before nine. Before <laughs> nine, and how you're lazy and worthless. But I called him at eleven this morning, and it was a pronto. And oh, doctor, you're <laughs> sounding a little rough this morning. <laughs> I know, he always thinks that if we're in our little um, cottage house, instead of being outside or in the kitchen... That we're sleeping. That we're sleeping. Oh, Oletto, Oletto, you're always in bed. And we're like, it's not like our place just has a bed in it. <laughs> we were doing work or hanging out or reading or something, but it's just like... So he always is such a ball buster, so to know that he was in bed late, I love. Yeah, I think he was in bed still at 11 this morning. Yeah, but he's just such a trash talker anyway, because now in the winter, what does he say he likes to do? 
He gets up, does his walk or does the hunting, and then has lunch, takes a nap, gets up, has dinner, reads the paper, and goes to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is, for me, January and February are the worst two months in Italy. It's just, it's the coldest, it's the darkest. It's the, uh, it's the hibernation. I mean, Italians do not grin and bear it in cold weather, so... It's there, like, people stay in a that's lot what I more. Mean. Um, and it's just, it's, I guess it's supposed to be, it's the winter, it really feels like winter outside. Today actually is kind of nice, today is sunny and, and, um, sunny and kind of cool, but not cold, a little bit of wind, but all in all, the weather's been okay, we've gotten lots of, lots of rain, mm-hmm. everything's real green. The past couple of days, yeah, have been nice and, and sunny. Which means Gaji then, of course, was like, "Why aren't you doing outside?" Yeah, this is a great time to cut down all the dead, uh, all the dead earth, like uh, weeds and stuff. And it's oh like, God! Because we have to do that. We, we do. We cleaned like the the orto, the garden of all the poles for the um, uh, tomatoes. tomatoes, and we did a really good job of making sure to pick up because we did it together. Um, all of the um, the, little, the ties yeah. for the tomatoes. Which can just be a disaster, and it, sometimes Gaji just cuts them and leaves them in the field. So we did that, but all this, the pl- dead plants, we left. And now the ground is frozen, so... Who, who needs it? So what do we... We have to go out there and just wheelbarrow, like, just... Yeah, yeah, we have to go up and down each row and pull out all the dead plants. Ugh, we can't burn it? No, you gotta get the roots and stuff. Uh, we, it's not for it's it's not a today project. That's thank a, God. <laughs> but yeah, these are the these are the tough times, tough times. But before the um, before it's spring that comes, time. Jason made cinnamon rolls at <laughs> Christmas and scalloped potatoes. Oh man, scalloped potatoes! <laughs> I have not had scalloped potatoes. I don't even know when it's the last time. I highly recommend it. Oh. And if you're gonna make the scalloped potatoes, don't chintz on this it. This is like, not the time to do it light. No, go get heavy cream. Go get good like a uh, fat sour cream. No, you don't put sour cream in scalloped potatoes. Oh, I don't even know. I just thought it was creamy and good. It, it's cream. It's good cheese, like a good Gruyere or something stinky kind of cheese, and Go try it because, man, those were freaking awesome. I know. I know. Just make sure you cut the potatoes the same thickness all the way through. If you have big ones and small ones, it's not going to work out. They have to all be the same thickness when you slice them. That was good. It was good. Man, scalloped potatoes will make you fat quick. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I can feel it on my (laughs) cheeks. Like, on my neck, I feel fatter. Thank you, I'm fat. (laughs) But not Italian at all. No, no, but just delicious. It was delicious. I made a Christmas goose this year, which is something that we haven't really made before. A Christmas goose. It really felt like we were in It's a Wonderful Life or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, The goose was a little dry, but the skin was awesome. Yes. And I did eat a whole batch of cinnamon rolls almost to myself. I feel like I had like 13 I mean, I know they were, that's impossible, but they were so good. Why thir- That's an interesting number to uh, exaggerate to say you had. Why 13? Probably because it's a negative number, so I'm associated with a negative amount of food I ate or uh, something. I don't okay. know. Like, like, oh, that's the evil number. Well, every year we say we're not going to fluff up for the ho- winter. Anymore. I don't ever say that. Oh, I do. I know I'm going to get fat. And, uh, I, buy, I buy jeans that I know I'll wear in the winter, size larger. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> 
So we have a friend who said that she buy she finds a pair or a style of jeans that she likes and she buys them in two sizes. Her winter size and her summer size. And Ashley's face lit up like that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Brilliant. Because we I am a full size and a half different from summer to winter, that's for sure. But anyway. Alright, enough about being the fattest. Um <laughs> So, uh, January's here, football playoffs, go Seahawks. Oh my god, yes. And La Bafana, the 6th of January. I know we've talked about it before. We have, we have. It's the Epiphany 6th of January. It's my favorite holiday in Italy because our neighboring town of Urbania puts on the most beautiful, sweet, um, winter market slash festival, uh, for La Bafana on the 6th. It's like a canopy of lights throughout the main town, um... The stockings, like, massive oversized stockings are hung from almost every window. And, because La Bafana puts yeah. the coal. And this is where the kind of uh, fun thing of all these holiday Christmas, Santa Claus, Babo Natale, Popo Shishko, all these, like, traditions come together. And you go, oh, this is where we... Well, explain what So, La Bafana is the witch... The good, witch. Uh, the good witch, and if you're a good kid throughout the year, she comes and brings sweets and desserts and treats for you in your stocking, and if you've been bad, she puts coal in your stocking, and the family leaves out um, wine and cheese for her. And maybe and something sweet, and what does she do? She sweeps your house. She, before she leaves, she, she cleans your house. So, La Bafana is always seen with a broom, and it's just, it's really funny, and it is, it's a really sweet festival, and my favorite part of it in Urbania is, because they, they call themselves the home of La Bafana, and... That's where she lives. Yes. Um, except I wish they had, like, a cute little house that they had, like, a plaque long. on, uh-huh, all year long that said it was hers, but, um... But, okay, real quick story. The men! Oh, the men dress the men dress up like ugly witches, and I know we've told the story on the podcast before, but we'll tell it real quick. Oh, <laughs> our first, our very first. We weren't even living here. We weren't living here. We were driving through on the way back to Urbino when we were coming and looking for places, houses, and we came across. We were here in the beginning of January, and we came across thousands of cars parked, you know, like a mile away. Everyone's walking towards Urbania. We're like, all right, well, I guess we have to stop. We had no idea. We're with Ashley's sister, and um, we go to the festival. It was awesome. And then everyone goes to the main piazza to watch La Bafana come down from the uh, steeple of the church into the main square. And as she's getting ready to come down, we start cheering and yelling as loud we, as we like, can. Like, almost our Arsenio Hall whooping it up. Just, woo! woo I mean, Whistling it could a touchdown at the Super Bowl kind of thing, and... Everyone else, silent. No sounds whatsoever. No one cheers when La Bafana comes down. No, they wait in bated breath. They wait, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, They cheer man. when she gets to the ground, not as she's descending, and we, it was... It was awkward. It was awkward. <laughs> it was like, all right, we got to get out of here. And not to mention, the three of us, uh, or at least my sister and I too, but uh, we're so tall compared to kind of rural Italians that we were towering over people. So it was so much more obvious where the noise came from. I mean, we might have well had like a megaphone or that something. That said loud, loud Americans. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. It was like perfect. Jason's like, let's get out of here. So there you go. If you're ever at La Bafana, do not cheer until sh- her feet touch the ground. This is true. This is true. All right, we got to wrap it up because I got bread to go. Uh, I got dough to go turn. Um, if anyone has questions, comments, or would like to tell us something, please go ahead and send a... Uh, your, what is it? 
Uh, what? I'm sorry. Send your <laughs> comments to latavolamarkinfo, I-N-F-O, at latavolamarke.com. You can find us on Twitter at latavolamarke. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us, where else? All over the web. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I, I was going to say one more thing, but now I can't remember. It wasn't important. Okay. <laughs> and how do you spell it? Latavolamarke, L-A-V-A. Oh, my God. No, it's not even what? right. You said L-A-V-A. Oh, you're right, you do it. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Um, I was going to say that maybe we'll do some more podcasts like this where we take a little focus, like living in a small town, or what is grocery shopping really it's, like? It's BS. Every time we end a podcast, we always say what we're going oh, to. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do this. And we end up doing none of it. How's this? We have no idea when the next podcast will Not come a clue. out. We do. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. No. And I cannot guarantee it will be even worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so, if you're listening, you got that to look forward to. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Have a wonderful new year. Health and happiness to all. Buona non nuovo. Ciao. Ciao. Sentire media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.